Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki, and if you've been here before, welcome back. And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore the experiences of everyday people just like yourself. You never know who I can be reading from. I can be reading from a man who just got to try his first cock for the very first time after he's fantasized about it for years. I could be reading about the woman across the street. You know the one. She drove to a town square to meet her husband's friend in his truck, gave him a quick hand job, blow job, and then left. I could be reading from your boss. She secretly takes her husband to glory holes and she makes him watch her get men off. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic fantasies or questions or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki at N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember by submitting a question or anything else, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. We reserve the right to change names or other identifiable information, and you're releasing all rights to your creation. So this weekend, I got to thinking, you know, about masturbation and teasing and leading your lover into something sexual. What is the longest that you've been able to edge without giving in to being fucked? So as I, again, as I said, I was watching TV and more like freebie. And if you are familiar with freebie, it's part of Amazon. It's usually older shows than they have commercials in various spots, badly placed spots, but they're still there. They're not very long, 30 to 45 seconds, uh, maybe two minutes at a time. And I got to thinking, this is a perfect way to start edging someone to get them in the mood. Every now and then, two minutes at a time, slowly there. And I think it would have to be they're very highly sensitive spots, you know. And if you're with someone for a while, you know them. And it's also a great opportunity to kind of explore and find those sensitive spots and what makes them tick. I mean, it's going to have to teach your person to be vocal if they're not, or be more here, more there. And then when the show comes back on, you completely stop. And then it's your turn. And they do the same to you. Or have you done this? Hmm. If I told you I had, would you believe me? Of course you would. And it's also very interesting during a very boring movie, even though you're just committed to it and trying to finish it till the end. But nobody can come 
And then you rush off and have sex or masturbate each other until the very big explosion. That's fun too. Just saying. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, let's have a whiskey with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore some erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, for as long as I can remember, I've been fascinated by quicksand. It all started when I was very young from seeing the damsel in films sinking into the bogs and quagmires and quicksand. There seemed to be a lot of that on TV back then. At that age, it was all very innocent, and I can remember imagining myself heroically rescuing them. But my early teens, when my hormones started, I found that I was getting physically aroused by those scenes. This could be very embarrassing watching TV with a family and just my PJs, trying to conceal my erection under a cushion. However, once I discovered that there was more to getting excited than just the awkward inconvenience, the connection between quicksand and sexual pleasure was fixed. I would smoke and fantasize about quicksand whenever I masturbated. So far, so normal. Maybe. I suppose many, most, of us fantasize about something, and I guess smoking and masturbation go hand in hand, or something else in hand. However, I wasn't satisfied with the occasional films on TV and just using my imagination. And I wanted, needed, to find out what the sensations of sinking were actually like and what it felt like to orgasm engulfed in quicksand. There's a bay here where the tide goes out for a mile or more, which is well known for its quicksands. But I had to wait until my early 20s before I could travel there and start experimenting. It's worth saying that you can't sink further than about chest deep in quicksand, even when it's bottomless, as often is where I go, though you easily can get mired in it if you don't know what to do. So my first few visits were spent tentatively exploring how to get out as I let myself skin deeper and deeper until I was confident about sinking as far as possible. I remember at first being hugely excited by the thrill of just being in knee-deep, and even walking on quicksand and feeling it moving would get me hard. But it's only when I was waist-deep or more that I could confirm that quicksand orgasms were even more enjoyable than I've ever imagined. And it's not just the physical sensations that make it incredible. Even though I can't sink completely, there's still a thrill from the feeling of the quicksand moving all around and beneath me, which really turns me on. The bay is usually completely deserted, and so sometimes, when I was younger, I would go wearing nothing but a t-shirt and a huge smile. It usually takes a minute or two to sink to chest depth, depending on how soft the quicksand is, so you don't really feel it creeping up around you as you're sinking. But I would always be aroused by the time I was up to my thighs, and then looking down and watching my erection being slowly enveloped would get me even harder. However, the physical sensations of sinking are just an appetizer compared to how it feels when I'm struggling to get out. The quick sand starts to get softer and softer from all the movement so that it gets harder to escape with the quicksand drawing me back in all the time. It's incredibly sensual to feel the moving around my thighs and waist and everything in between all at the same time, and the sense of peril just intensifies the experience. When I first started doing this, I was much less patient, and I'd reach into the sand to masturbate. The quicksand is very fine and silky smooth and not at all slimy, and it's very sensuous 
how it would caress and fondle me as I was working myself to climax. Over the years, I've learned to take my time and leave it to the quicksand to control how and when I'll orgasm. It might take several hours and many separate encounters with the quicksand before anything happens, and I might not even be very aroused when it does, but at some point, and always when I'm struggling to escape, everything will come together and trigger the most incredible, intense, long orgasm. These days, I only get to visit every few years, though thinking about quicksand and sometimes watching videos of myself in it are still what gets me aroused when I masturbate. And for sure, sharing this with you is an added turn on. P.S. I don't want to encourage anyone to this. As I've said, you can't sink completely in quicksand, but it can be difficult to escape sometimes, which can be very bad. Yours, C. Well, hello, Mr. Quicksand Sexy Legs. How are we doing? So I have a comment about the sand, and it totally led me off a non-sexual thought for a moment. It's interesting about the quicksand when you talk about it. I I think about all the times I've been to Cozumel, which is, I think, like 27 or so. And the sands on the beach and other beaches that I've been to, mostly, I always always think of Cozumel, how I hate their sand. And you, it's not quicksand, but it is fine. I don't think it's as fine as what you're just this you're you're saying but your feet like when you're trying to climb from the ocean because it, i mean there's just always just this huge hill because of the tide it's so fine and soft you sink to like your calf so even when you were talking about that i was picturing myself trying thinking of all the years that i've been to this particular beach club and if you've been to Mr. Sancho's in Cozumel, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where your legs just, uh, just the struggle of climbing up that hill is probably the closest I'll ever, and now listening or reading what you're saying, I would like to try quicksand, not for sexual pleasure, just because I'm curious about it, even though, like you said, it's a struggle to get up that hill. And I hate going to Cozumel for that reason, the beach, but I love the beach and the ocean so much. So it's like a love-hate thing with me, but I go every time. Another thing I was thinking of is with the sand, when you started describing the sand, I started thinking about this documentary I was watching about baseballs, right? There is this family farm somewhere here in the United States, and they are the ones that they take the balls out that go to be in the game to their mud puddles or whatever. And they, it, it's a, some kind of special sand. And the way he was describing the sand reminded me of this because the, the nature of the sand in this farm actually texturizes the ball the best and gives it that unique color. So if I remember the doc for all my baseball lovers out there, I would tell you, <laughs> but I don't. But if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But even the sand in Cozumel, it, it was very interesting. Um, So that's the closest I've been to quicksand. Do I want to experience it? Yes, I don't think I definitely wouldn't do it by myself because I'm too freaking clumsy. And I would like to have somebody there. So maybe if I can find a guide <clears throat> sometime, you know, that knows a lot about quicksand, 
I might think about it. What do you guys think? Would you not quicksand? But is there something that you're curious about, not maybe on a sexual level, or could be, that you really want to try it? For me, it's the textures. I love the textures against my skin, and it's curiosity. Killed the cat. And (laughs) this is right up my alley, and I definitely would like to try something like this. What do you think? I really want to know. Dear Nikki, in September 2005, I was in my 20s. I had my first job and was looking for my first apartment. Based on what I was earning, I knew I'd need a roommate. The company I worked for at the time had a bulletin board in our kitchen where people could post things like they were looking to sell their car, find a roommate, or sell off their timeshare. You get the point. I decided to have a look on the board and saw a woman named Julie looking for a roommate to share a two-bedroom condo with it, and it was right in my price range. I worked at a huge company, so I had no idea who this woman was, but I looked her up in the directory and sent her an email. She worked in the same building as me, but on a different floor, and she said she would stop down during lunchtime. Julie looked to be about 30 and had short pixie cut, light brown hair, very thin frame, and that was covered by a button-down shirt and khaki pants. She told me about the apartment and showed me some pictures from her digital camera and told me it was available immediately as her last roommate had just moved out. The price range was exactly what I was looking for, and I've had my own wet bedroom and bathroom and the kitchen and the living room would be shared. She told me I could swing by after work and check out the place if I was interested. I ended up loving it and signing an 18-month agreement with her because I knew in a year my boyfriend at the time would be finished with law school and he promised we'd get a place together. Fast forward a few months and I've been living with Julie for a few months and we become friendly. When my boyfriend came to visit, we generally like hanging out with her. I've even mentioned to my boyfriend a few times that I wanted to set her up with a friend from law school. My boyfriend would just laugh at me and say, I don't think that's a good idea. When I asked why, he said, I think your roomie plays on the same team as me. I was like, no way. He was like, yeah, I see the way she looks at you. Yesterday, when you're walking around in a tank top and panties, I know she was looking at your nipples because I was looking at your nipples. I laughed it off and didn't think much about it. A few weeks later, my boyfriend was supposed to come for a visit on the weekend, but they were predicting a massive blizzard for the region, and he was afraid he wouldn't be able to get back to school for an exam so he said he'd come down next weekend to take me out for a special night. That Friday night, I was bumming around in the condo, kind of moping that my boyfriend wasn't coming down for the weekend, when Julie asked if my boyfriend was coming down. I told her the whole story and that I understood, but hated going almost a month without seeing each other. She said she was heading down to the video rental place. It was a local chain, kind of like Blockbuster, remember them, and asked if I wanted to come that she was going to rent some DVDs since they were likely going to be trapped in the condo over the weekend since they were predicting like 30 inches of snow. We rented a bunch of DVDs and stopped got a ton of junk food, some beer, and wine and decided we'd camp out in the living room for the weekend, eat junk food, and hang out. About two movies into our living room camp out, we decided to take a break from movies and just chill. Julie had also had some weed, so we smoked a bowl together. One puff in, and I blurted out, Are you a lesbian? I was so embarrassed after I did that. I was blushing and apologized. She laughed at me and said, yes, I am. 
I hope that doesn't bother you. I swore up and down it didn't. I was just curious because I'd never had a lesbian friend before, and I had the stereotype in my head that the, they were a man-hating, straight woman hating people, and Julie was none of those things. She was super nice and got along with pretty much everyone she met. We spent the remainder of the evening watching snowfall and drinking too much wine and just talking about everything. I realized even though we were lived together for about four months, I knew very little about her other than she was originally from down south, wasn't super close to her family, and came here for college, got a job, and never looked back. She told me about coming out and how she got kicked out and how her last roommate wasn't really her roommate, but her last girlfriend and they broke up. I was pretty tipsy and high, and I blurted out again, Do you look at my nipples? Tim thinks you look at my nipples. She told me he wasn't wrong and that she thought I had a beautiful body. I asked if it made her uncomfortable that I walk around in tank tops and panties a lot. She said she liked it as long as it didn't make me uncomfortable now that I know she's attracted to women. I have to admit, I was very curious about lesbian sex. I've seen some porn with my boyfriend, and it definitely turned me on, but I'd never shared that with anyone before. We started talking about sex and what we liked and didn't like. I told her that I loved my boyfriend when he went down on me. She told me she knew because she could hear me moaning and whimpering, but didn't get to hear the bed, so she knew what he was doing. The night we fell asleep on the couch together, I woke up the next morning being cuddled under the covers with her. We were both in t-shirts and panties, and I loved the feeling of her soft legs against mine. She was still sleeping, but I remember thinking that I wanted to kiss her. So I gently kissed her lips, and she woke up. She kissed me back. We kissed for a little bit. I told her that I was attracted to her, but I loved my boyfriend, and that I would be interested in experimenting. We started kissing and touching. We took off our tops and started touching our nipples. I have the large breast, 36D, and she had small, perk breast, 34A. Super pointy, long nipples. I pinched them and she arched her back. I sucked one into my mouth and she moaned. She pushed me on my back and kissed my neck and my breast and sucked on my nipples. I was so horny by this point I was whimpering. She reached into my panties and started to play with my clit. I was so horny I almost came, but she stopped when I got close to coming. She pulled on my panties as well as hers. We were kissing again and she was laying in between my legs. She moved so her pelvis was rubbing against my clit. She was sucking my nipples at the same time, and it felt good. I got close, and she started rubbing my clit faster, and I came. She kept rubbing my clit, and even though it was so sensitive, and then I had another orgasm. She slid down my body and nibbling on my pussy lips, sucking them, and then she sucked my clit into her mouth. I had oral sex before, but no one ever did this to me. My legs were quivering and she wouldn't let up. I had a super intense orgasm. I was laying on the couch naked, super spent and breathing heavy. I could barely move, and I dozed off. That was the first time, but of course, it wasn't last. More next time? Heather. I don't think I need to answer that, Heather. Of course I want more, especially if it was hotter than the first. Just saying. Trapped in a snowstorm. Hmm. 
every sexual dream, maybe, we were trapped. I read so many books, you know, the cheesy ones, even the really, really uh, cheesy ones, <laughs> or they're just strictly sex. It's, I mean, there's no real plot. It's just basically meet, hi, how you doing? Then they fuck like crazy. Those. I read so many where they've been snowed in this place. Snowed in, it wasn't even in the car. And, you know, it was a very, the, the one in my car, the car actually kept me warm. You know, let's take our clothes off. You know, body to body heat's better than clothes under the sleeping bag. I don't know if that's true. It probably is. I should look it up. I don't know. But <laughs> it's a good idea, I think. And it does. I think naturally laying with somebody in bed, even if it's just, you know, can lead it. When you wake up in the morning, sometimes it's more arousing. You know, I, I'm more turned on the evening than I am in the morning, but, and very can, can be convinced either night or day or middle morning or middle day that it's, you know, let's have sex. I'm just, I'm that way. I'm very easily turned on. And as my lover says, I stay at a low simmer all day. Just saying. <laughs> so if you're caught in a snowstorm, bad weather, or whatever you want to call it, have you ever taken advantage of it to explore with the person you're with, your partner, lover, or anybody else that's in the room with you? Would you trust them in what your desires are to give the end to that moment? You got nothing else better to do. Why not give it a go? Or even just talk it out. Maybe even just masturbate to it. I bet we've all done it in some point in our life. I know I have. What about you? Dear Nikki, forgive me. I'm not a very good writer, but I've listened to your show many times and I've finally come to grips that I want to share some experiences that I've had. So I guess I'll start here. My wife and I have been married almost 10 years. I'm in my 30s and she's in her early 30s. We won the American dream of American couple just recently and enjoyed a vacation to a particular theme park. My wife had brought a special swimsuit and asked what I thought about it. Like usual, anything she wears instantly turns me on. After her evening swim, we went back to the room. She showered, came into the living room with me, and sat on the couch. She asked me if I'd rub her back. And after a few minutes of this, she told me that she wanted to have sex. But she didn't think she wanted anything too crazy because she was extremely tired after all the walking we did. I told her that was fine, and then she instructed me to pull the bed out of the couch so we didn't wake anyone else. I did as I was told. We were started immediately, lightly kissing, and immediately my cock was hard. She told me to get naked, and she did the same. Once our bodies started touching, the electricity was in the air. She immediately told me to fuck her, and I didn't hesitate. She was already wet. So I stuck my cock into her pussy and slowly started fucking her. She told me she wanted me to eat her pussy, and I didn't hesitate. I get so turned on by eating pussy, I would literally just do that for her, and she told me that's all she wanted. She got up on all fours, and I immediately went down, sucking on her clit, slowly running my fingers in and out of her. She just quietly whimpered and moaned. I had decided to take the chance I've never done before while eating her pussy. 
I slowly put pressure on her asshole with my thumb. I thought at first she wouldn't like it, but she never moved, so I continued to do so, until I worked up enough nerve to lightly touch her ass. She must have enjoyed it. She waited for me to be done. I just switched positions and told her to come sit on my face. I fucked her with my tongue as she slowly slid up and down on my face. She grabbed my hair and held my face in her pussy and told me she wanted to do something back. So she turned back over, grabbed my cock, and started to suck on it. As I was already throbbing from eating her pussy, the sensation sent me over the roof. She begged me to fuck her again. So I got up and put my already wet cock into her already wet pussy. I was fucking her so hard, going balls deep, wanting to blow my load inside her. She begged me not to stop. I could feel myself throbbing and getting ready to blow. I pulled out of her fast and shot a huge load up her back and onto the couch cushion. It was so much, we saw it puddle and then hit the cushion. Now that we're back from vacation, I'm hoping she's willing to do that again. As I mentioned before, this is my first, but won't be my last submission. She and I have done some crazy stuff, and I'm thinking about it turns me on every time. Joe. Well, hello, Joe. How are we? There's something about vacation sex, the liberation of responsibilities, I think, off our shoulders, lets us kind of let our hair down a bit, especially for a new environment, we can be different people. But like you said, exploring those new desires in a off distant location. And if it's bad, you can leave it there and never do it again, never talk about it again, just we're not going to do it right. But you both know. But if it is really sexy, How do we introduce that into our day-to-day, normal Monday through Friday lives, right? There is a way. It's lots of work, but I think it's worth it. I don't think that vacation great sex should only open on vacation, especially since some of us don't take, but maybe, especially if you're only taking like weeks long somewhere, it's only just a couple times a year. So why are we only having great sex just a couple times a year when we can have it more than? There's nothing like just sex during the middle of the week to release the tension because we all need it, even masturbation or anything else, just self-care. But the exploring, the connecting, the deepness that it comes with it. Why aren't we or why do we not find more time to have that? Something that always turned me off was it felt like a chore at times with somebody. And it, it, you know, not that I'm asking for a romantic gesture to lay in bed for hours and cuddle and kiss and reminisce about what just happened. No, I'm very happy with after the calmness of the storm wears down, start going about it and casually slapping his ass and making a general comment or the knowing little glint in my eye that, thank you for that amazing orgasm. Yeah, that. But it was like one of those where, okay, we've done it. Now I've got to go mow the lawn. And it, okay, I've done my nut. I'm going to go do the lawn. Yeah, that's, 
that it may have, I mean, it may have been relaxed, but that little motion right there is, it just reignites reality and it tends right back up. So sometimes when he did a lot, I would reach over and masturbate again. And anyway, I digress. What do you do in your life, in your personal life, to take your vacation great sex from other locations and bring it back and then integrate it with your life? I hope you do. And I hope you do it more than just vacation sex or getaway sex. Because having that other personality come out in your intimate life and to your sexual proudness life is a very sexy thing. And it can ignite, ignite <laughs> fires that maybe have gone dim. Something to think about, don't you think? I think this is a perfect place to stop for the day. I want to thank you again for joining me. I don't have a don't forget, so <laughs> keep an eye out. Uh, almost done with what I've got going, and I met with a planning committee this weekend. Yes, I kind of have a planning committee. Actually, it was just done by text, so it lasted two seconds. You guys didn't miss anything important, but um, my planning committee and I came up with a really great idea, and I ran it by Darcy this morning, and he thought it was amazing too, so we're A-OK on board. He gave me his two cents, so there we go. I've got something in the works. And um, note to planning committee, it's all in the works. <laughs> oh. And in closing, hello, lover. I quite like our vacation sex. You know, we do a wonderful job of bringing it back to the bedroom. Don't you think? How about we go do it at lunchtime? I think that's a fabulous idea. I really want to know. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a fucking fabulous week. <laughs>